listeners, we're back with another episode of the PBL Playbook. We're here today with another PBL Project Blitz episode. Uh, in this episode, we interviewed a couple of eighth grade PBL facilitators. We've got Trisha Burns, who is a math facilitator, and Angela Spurgeon, who is an English facilitator. They both teach at CSA Central Middle School in Columbus, Indiana. They did a project um, that they've done for a couple of years called Lit for Life, the lit standing for literacy, where they um, raised funds to purchase books for students, younger students in need in our community. I think one of the great things that we get to hear about in this project is how two uh, topics that really don't um, align with each other or most people wouldn't put together um, are integrated in a project that allows students to see how um, math and English can be connected in, in the real world and how they can use um, both of those sets of skills uh, to better someone else's life. So uh, we're really excited to share this project with you and uh, we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the PBL Playbook, brought to you by Magnify Learning, where we equip teachers with project-based learning tools today so they can engage and empower their students for the future. This podcast will give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom just like you and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. Now, here are your PBL Playbook hosts, Josh and Andrea. Gotta find a better way. Listeners, we're here today with Angela Spurgeon and Trish Burns from CSA Central Middle School, and they're going to share with us a project today that they did um, called Lit for Life, which was a combination project of English and math. Um, so first, if you guys just want to introduce yourselves for our listeners and then talk to us about the project you did, some of the standards, how you went about integrating um, and kind of what that project looked like for you guys. Well, I'm Trisha Burns and I'm Angela Spurgeon. And we teach eighth grade. Um, and the project we did, Lip for Life, um, we used uh, in math class, we did um, a lot of fundraising things. So students had to um, come up with a list of books that they would like to buy for charity. Um, and then they had to um, use slope and y-intercept to make a goal line. And then they had to make a fundraising plan of how to raise that money and then later on we did some transformations when we did a design for their uh, informational piece uh, for English the the title of the project lit for life the lit stands for literacy for life so our emphasis was on understanding the importance of literacy skills and understanding particularly how early childhood literacy um, has an the, the kind of impact it has on um all of us in our community as a whole and so through the process we also focused on we focused on researching literacy the importance of literacy particularly early childhood so they did a lot of research um, but we also worked on improving our own literacy skills through a reading and writing so during the projects they had to as a group they had to read 300 total minutes 
and they had to write 10 journals that were based on the reading that they had done. So, so they were learning about early childhood literacy, but also practicing their own literacy skills. And then um, at the end, they had to create an informational piece, which Mrs. Burns just alluded to. And in the informational piece, the purpose of the informational piece was to put it in the books and it was to inform parents on the importance of early childhood literacy. And I just remembered another thing in math we did is um, I made them find the surface area of all the books that they purchased so they could tell me how much wrapping paper to buy. Awesome. So can can you talk a little bit about the, the student impact? Like, what was the engagement like? Uh, did they, they take to the project right away? What was the final outcome? And, and talk a little bit about how, how this project impacted um, students, but also the, the community. I loved watching students um, engage in the fundraising. So once they came up with their plan and they presented it and it got approved, um, we had students who um, hadn't really, like, had a place to shine yet this year who really took over in their fundraising. Uh, we had some pretty fantastic bake sales throughout the community um, and watching the students get excited about people coming to, to buy their things at the bake sale uh, because of why they were raising money and, and seeing that look on their face uh, was very exciting. They, uh, we also had a group who did a dine to donate, and I remember one of the, the girls from that group just being so excited. They got a huge donation from someone who loves the organization that they chose to um, raise money for, so he gave them like $200, and when she came in that next day, her face was just so lit up and so excited um, that someone would help them out so much for their school project. Um, we also have groups that connect to the different organizations. Um, we let them choose their organization that they want to work with, and then we group them up based on those who've chosen the same organization. Um, but a lot of kids have had experiences with those organizations themselves, and so they see it as a way to give back. We have book buddies. We give a lot of books. We, we gave books to all of the book buddies in uh, BCSC, and we have kids who either might have been in book buddies themselves or they have younger siblings um, that are in book buddies now so they could relate to that organization. Um, and then at the end, the students always love when they get an opportunity to deliver the books in some cases they get to deliver them like book buddies they get to actually see some of the kids um a lot of times it's just to the you know the um people who are in charge of the organization but it's still so exciting when they get to hand off those books and i know i saw um on social media a couple of the organizations posted pictures of them receiving here at central receiving their books from our students and so it wasn't something we posted it was the actual organization that made up social media post about getting these books from our students. I think that's one of the, you know, the most powerful things about PBL is kids getting to see the direct impact of their work. And especially, like you said, going and delivering those things themselves. Um, you know, it really 
helps those kids just see that what what they're doing matters. I think that's something that that makes an awesome project. Um, so then from your perspective, um, obviously seeing some of those things um, can be pretty moving. But why is this your favorite project? What, what did this do for you guys as as PBL teachers in your development? I love everything about this project. Um, I feel like we were able to take contents that normally would maybe we'd have a hard time tying together. And we found a good real world purpose um, to tie them together. Um, I, I love the fundraising aspect. And even though it's a little overwhelming as a as a couple teachers trying to manage sometimes 30 different fundraisers and 10 school days. Uh, but having them be able to have that choice on which organization they want to give to, um, and then being able to decide how they're going to raise the money. And some decide they're just going to go ask their parents to donate 20 bucks to the project and they make it easy. And, and that's fine as well. And there's just so much choice in that. And, uh, I love the look on their face after they purchase, um, all of the books we have an us born book lady come in and they get to physically shop for the books that they raise the money for and I love when that the way that they are with her and them getting to see all of these awesome uh, kids books but then the next day after they've purchased somewhere between 10 and some groups even 40 or 70 books um, and I tell them that they have to find the surface area of the books and like the look in their face like oh are you kidding um, to make them realize like how much wrapping paper they would need um, it's just really to me it's a fun project from start to finish and it addresses so many different things that yeah, I love it. I love the, the impact on the community and every part about it. I would agree that the the student choice in this is huge and it's exciting. Um, again, like I mentioned previously, it's exciting when kids want to get back to certain organizations that they've had some connection to or or you know have worked with before or whatever. Um, that's really fun to see, um, and the fact that they choose their organization and they choose how to raise their money. And like, like, uh, Trisha Burns said, you know, some of them did easy things. Some of them worked harder and it's just fun to see how that all, you know, how that all comes to fruition and how it all plays out. Um, and then the other thing that I was thinking about is just, it's so exciting to each day as we update that total, um, you know, as we come the next day, we're like, Oh, Hey guys, today we're up to this dollar amount of money raised. And then adding that total each day. And then when you get to the end, um, and you realize this year we raised four thousand dollars. We raised three thousand, but with what Usborn gave us, it was forty five hundred of books that we got to choose. Gotcha. So when you're when you get to the end and you realize we are purchasing forty five hundred dollars worth of books um, and putting them back into our personal community um it's just it's you can't help but get excited about that i think absolutely that <clears throat> i mean that's a that's a pretty remarkable um contribution to the community and and for it to come from from students i think is even more powerful so uh if you you know as you think about um reflecting on this project and and uh potentially this is a project that could be recycled and done kind of uh, on a year in year out basis what what would you do to change it um how could you change it or or make it better for the next year i think I always struggle with um, 
just managing the different groups and being able to one be able to help every group know where they are in raising their money um, when you're when you're talking 30 different groups that are doing the project managing where they're at but then also managing their group skills of making sure everyone is taking equal part and um, that no one feels like that they're doing the whole thing um, that's that's always something in all my projects I, I feel like I am always seeking ideas um, and how to improve and I think is this the fourth year we've done this project I think so I think this is the fourth year we've done this project so we certainly have you know made some changes and and improved some things over the years um, and so I think you know not that we can't continue to change, but I think we've we've been able to adapt to some of those things. Um, I think for me, um, this year was interesting. We had, I, I believe this year, we had more groups or either it was the first time we've had groups that weren't really very successful in their fundraising. And so I'd like to figure out how to do a better job making them reflect on the process and, and helping them reflect on what did they do and why was it successful? But also, even if it wasn't successful, helping them to see what they can learn from that. So something to do with, with a, doing a better job at reflecting. Yeah, absolutely. And we we just put out an episode about reflection and the importance and, and the growth that comes from that. So, you know, mm-hmm. part of, like you guys have said, the, the reward of seeing their contribution, but then also reflecting on if it wasn't as successful, um, how do you move forward so you can, you know, you can kind of have that result as well well, um, you know, in some of those groups. So um, are there any closing thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with, whether about this project or about um, PBL in general? I guess I would just talk about, and and I don't know who your listeners are for sure, but I guess I would just reiterate or, or expound on just how important PBL is and why we find it so, or why I find it so valuable. And, um, you know, it just goes back to the things we've talked about with the, the real world impact and the fact that we are giving back to our community and that it's student led and it's student driven. And when they raise that $3,000 or whatever it was this year, you know, it's because they figured out how to raise that money and they did the legwork to make it happen. It wasn't us as teachers or facilitators making it happen. And so that's, again, that's one of the things that's so great about this project. And that's one of the things that's so great about PBL in general, in my opinion. And my big word of advice would be just get out and try it. Um, it's okay to make mistakes. I think one of my favorite changes that we've made in this project is the first year, uh, we had a big book wrapping party and all of the kids are wrapping all of these books. And then we realized we have, I think that year, probably between 300, 350 books, something like that. And we realized none of them had gift tags on them to know what age group the charity should give the books to. And so then it was like, we, like the kids had to open all of these books to figure out what name tags should go on there and what each group the charity would need to pass it out to. And um, it's kind of one of those things that we look back and we laugh at now, like, well, duh, if you're grabbing gifts, you need to know like who it's going to, but you don't always see everything in the, like that you need in a project. And so just give it a try and be okay to laugh and, and learn with your students along the way. Awesome. That's some really great advice. Thank you for spending some time with us this afternoon. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the PBL Project Blitz. If you enjoy the music that's part of our podcast, you can find that music at the website in our show notes. Um, That music comes from Attaboy, and the song is called Waking Up. Ready, break!
Thanks again for joining Josh and Andrea for the PBL Playbook, where we give you the playbook of real PBL facilitators in the classroom just like you and help bring you strategies and tools for your PBL game. If you want to reach the pod, you can tweet at AskGIEBS, at MissB103, and at MagnifyLearning. Or you can email the PBL Playbook at MagnifyLearningN.org with any questions, thoughts, or ideas you have. Also be sure to show Josh and Andrea some PBL love by rating, reviewing, and sharing the PBL Playbook with other educators. We're stuck on replay, but I know-